Hello, I'm Pastor Scott Seeke from Amazing Grace Lutheran Church in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Thank you for downloading this week's sermon. Please visit tisgrace.org to learn more about our church. Enjoy. Super Bowl wasn't very good. It was not very good. It's hard to believe it's only been a week. Um, is it safe to go back on the internet? <laughs> not yet? Okay, thank you, Bob. Um, I did something after the Super Bowl that is unique in the annals of my own personal sports agony, which is it ended, and I stood up, and I turned it off. Right after the last play, just stood up, turned it off, walked away, haven't read the AJC, haven't read an article, haven't gone online, really at all. I just haven't paid any attention to anything. Which is different. It's different from, from how I usually handle these things. And you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about why that is. And um, it's really kind of a cool story. Because I have a long and storied history of cheering for sports teams that lose. Um, the, uh, I mean, the biggest thing, probably the closest thing to my heart in terms of that is gonna, always going to be Syracuse basketball because I spent four great years in college living about 100 yards from where they play. I was there all the time, and I loved it, and it was super fun. It was really kind of my first experience with, like, yay sports. You know, before that I was just kind of like, whatever, but that was really, really fun. So I love Syracuse sports, and I have been a Syracuse fan, therefore, since I arrived on campus, about 25 years and they have won one championship. 25 years, one championship. That means 24 years of disappointment. If you're doing the math, that's 96% of the time, right? At the end of a season, it ended in disappointment. And there have been varying degrees of that, right? There have been varying degrees of failure and success. Uh, last year, Syracuse made it to the Final Four, which in basketball is like a big deal, and then they lost. And I handled it in typical Scott Seeky fashion when my favorite sports team loses, which is I got mad. And uh, I would read articles about it, you know, about an analysis, trying to make sense of it, and trying to understand it, and if I could find a reason, you know, then that would, that, would be, that would make it a little bit better, you know, like this was the reason or that was the reason, and I'd read this article and be like, oh, that's why, you know, that's why. Okay, well, that's not fair. It's not fair that their guys are taller than our guys. How is that fair? Or, you know, it's not fair that, that, that they made that goal when, when we missed that goal, and I get all, the more I'd read, the more I'd get fired up about it, and the more I'd, I'd get upset. And, uh, and I read in my daily devotion, not long after that, I read this passage, this long, sort of confusing section of do and don't, and this and that. It just came up in my daily devotion. And I was like, well, that's kind of a weird one. So I went back and I read it and I reread it and I thought about it. And I mean, when you, when you boil this passage down and these kind of passages down to kind of what they're about, they're kind of just about saying, you know what? 
Don't be so concerned with what the other person's doing. Be more concerned about what you're doing. That's really what, if you boil it down, there's all these, there's this long, complicated list with all these different things and adultery and lying and offerings and courts and like, it's confusing, but when you boil it all down, that's really what it boils down to. It boils down to, you know what, don't worry so much about the other person. Worry about yourself. So after this whole Syracuse debacle thing happened, I read that and I thought, well, maybe I should stop worrying about that and start worrying about myself. And I asked myself, self? Why are you so upset about this? Well, that's an interesting question. Because really, seven-foot-tall men trying to put a round ball through a hoop doesn't seem like something to get upset about. Neither does 300-pound men in tights slamming into each other. Tights, who thought tights was a good idea? We should really have a conversation about that. I'm not really sure, okay, all right, well, Lisa likes it. That's fantastic. Me, I'm not so convinced. Yeah, that's true. Is it really something to get upset about? Then I stopped and I even went back further and I said, all right, self, why do you do this? If the Success rate is 4%, okay? If 96% of the time you're going to end up being unhappy, why do it? Hmm. And then I realized why I do it. Because it's fun. Because it's fun to cheer for Syracuse. Because it's fun to cheer for the Falcons. It's just fun, it's a good time to wear my orange shirts and my Matt Ryan jersey and I get to eat chicken wings and I get to be with my friends and we get to get excited when things go good and we get to hug each other when things go bad, but it's supposed to be fun. So if it's not fun, why would I do it? And I realized that reading internet articles and stories and quotes and trying to analyze, it wasn't fun. So I stopped. And when the game got over last Sunday night, I just turned off the TV and walked away and haven't had anything to do with it since because it wouldn't be fun. And that's the point. And I learned this again because of a daily devotion, because of a devotion that just popped up on my phone on my app one day, right after the Syracuse thing, and I said, I need to think about that more. I've been talking a lot about prayer as a daily activity and reading your Bible as a daily activity, and this is why. This is what happens when daily prayer and Bible reading are a discipline, when there's something you do every day. Because moments like this happen in life. Good things happen, bad things happen, whatever it is. And if we're in God's word daily, if we're reading it every day, then God speaks to us in that moment. And God says, you know, here's what you need to do with that. And you go, oh, all right. If I had a dollar for every time that something's happened in my life, and not soon after, there was, or even that day, there was a daily devotion that came up to it, if I had a dollar, I wouldn't need a paycheck. It happens all the time. 
This is the power. This is the why. I've been talking about it for a long time. Do it. Read your Bible. Pray daily. This is why. Because moments like this happen, and if we're in the Bible regularly, daily, God speaks to us. God speaks to us and tells us what to do with that. God speaks to us and tells us, hey, this is what you need to do differently. Because it's very, very easy and very, very tempting when something happens to think about the other person, what they're doing wrong, what they need to do different, how they need to change. If only they would do it better. If only they would get it right. If only they would fix themselves. But Jesus is saying here, don't look at them. Look at you. Look at who I'm calling you to be. Look at the change I'm trying to work in your life. The best way for the kingdom of God to happen in our world is not to go out and change the world. The best way for the kingdom of God to happen in our world is for us to let God change us. And that's what we're talking about in this mission statement that we have, this new slogan, grow in love, love by serving. That's exactly it. Stuff's going to happen in your life. Be in the Bible every day. And if you are, you'll grow. You'll grow in love, in God's love. And that will change how you serve in the world and grow the kingdom out there. But it starts in here by letting God change us And the best way for God to do that is to be in the Word daily. So that's what God has done for me. God's still at work on me. God's not done yet. I'm going to read my Bible tomorrow, same as I do every day, and I'm going to see what new and exciting things God has for me. I hope you'll join me. I hope you'll join me in daily prayer and Bible reading as a way to grow in love and let God's kingdom come in us and through us. God loves you. So do I. Amen.